Hey everyone, welcome back to an all new episode of the 20% podcast, the podcast that brings you tips and tricks from industry professionals across all industries that you can implement in your current job today. Today's guest is Kendra Lee. Kendra's an author, speaker, and is the president of KLA Group, where she leads her teams to consult, train, and implement clients' marketing and sales strategies to generate more revenue and ultimately get more customers, which is exactly what we are all trying to do. Kendra is an accountant turned hunter, and she's the definition of revenue generator. She does so by putting an emphasis on speaking directly to her ideal prospects and highlighting the uniqueness of their own companies. Here are just a few of her accomplishments. She's a top 50 channel influencer, top 10 women in sales expert to follow on Twitter. She's the author of both The Sales Magnet and Sailing Against the Goal. She's a repeat IBM Gold Circle Sales Award winner and so much more, just to name a few. During this conversation, we discussed how essential it is to ask great questions during the discovery process and how important it is to spend 80% of your time asking great questions. We also discussed getting to the business impact, doing things outside of your job description, some of her writing tips, and much more. Please enjoy this conversation with Kendra Lee. Kendra, thank you so much and welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. It's fun to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. I know we, we had a, a pretty good conversation leading up to uh, the, to recording. So I'm so excited to, to learn from your, your sales experience and your background to, to write this book. So as you know, it's a, a daunting uh, task, but it's going to be good. <laughs> it is daunting, but you, we were talking beforehand that with all the stories that you're gathering, your book is going to write itself. You're just going to have so much. Maybe you'll have enough for two or three books. Well, maybe we'll see here. So I guess, I guess even jumping in before we start getting into the sales content into just being able to, what's your thoughts on trying to organize the book? I mean, what, how much I put a lot of effort, my initial thoughts are putting a lot of effort into the front end of organizing it while I'm doing these interviews so that I have the framework of just throwing some of those stories in and adding some additional flair. What are your thoughts on that side of things? I, I think it's helpful to have an outline of where you think you want to go. Be open to the fact that you may learn things that have you shifting. So knowing maybe key sections that you want, but being open to how will that change based on what you learn from different people. Right. Okay, perfect. So kind of having an an elastic plan, right? I I don't have anything set in stone, but be able to to kind of move to, to some of the stories that I hear as well. You know, the advice that I was given when I wrote my first book was to write the back jacket first. You know, what are you trying to accomplish? And if you think about it, it's kind of like a webinar description. It's, It's really short and it still gives you that elasticity that you're talking about, but it also becomes your guidepost. You know, this is what I'm trying to do in the book. How I'm going to get there is still somewhat open to interpretation. So maybe maybe do that where you've written the back. <laughs> right. Wow. And I love that. I have, not, I have not gotten that advice yet. I mean, I know I have the rough ideas of like where I'm going to start it and what my goals are, but I didn't even think of starting to write that first. So maybe that's a good summary essentially of, of you know, like you said, of the North Star of what I'm trying to accomplish. Exactly. Right? It's your goal. You know, what is it that you want people to get out of this? And then now you're gathering all the information that's going to get you there. I love that. So if you're your first time author listening in, thinking about writing a book, or if you've written a book before, this is a this is good advice. So thank you so much for that, Kendra. Uh, I'm you're so welcome. excited to hear some more of your your authorly advice later on. So the first question is, as I kind of told you, um, I'm super passionate about the sales profession. But in your experience, 
Why do you think somebody should start their career in sales or at least hold a sales position at some point? Oh boy. You know, I just, I love sales. Um, from a, a sales perspective on why sales is valuable, you learn skills that you never would have realized will serve you everywhere. And I'll give you a great example. Um, we have a team of marketing consultants that work with clients. We are currently putting them through all the sales training so they can learn how to question effectively. They can make better recommendations. They can handle clients' concerns. They can have consultative conversations. I mean, they were good before, and now they're learning the techniques that every salesperson has to learn to You said be, this, this was marketing, right? Yeah, they're in marketing. They're marketing consultants. They consult with and support all of our clients that we run lead generation for. So they're making recommendations all the time around, this is what we want to do. This is what we want to change. When I was listening, I sat there thinking what they're missing is the sales skills, the business acumen that comes, the questioning on how you ask deeper questions, how you get to the ROI questions, um, how you handle when you make a recommendation and someone says no. So how do you handle objections? How do you close to get a client to move forward? All those skills are sales skills and they're life skills that people don't realize. And until you're in a sales position and you're having to use those skills, you don't get how valuable they are in everything that you're doing. So everything you everything. do. And that's, and that's why uh, I truly believe like with the, the name of the book, all roads lead to sales, no matter what you're doing, whether you're talking to your spouse about what you want to eat for dinner, or you're trying to convince your child to eat broccoli, right? Mm -hmm. or, or even an example for us recently, my wife and I just finally got a, a house. We just got approved on a house. We're so excited. But when we were going through it, I said, we're the buyers, but we need to show the sellers why we're valuable. So why they should sell to you, especially in a buyer's market or in a seller's market, right? right. Yeah, you so, want them yeah, to so, want you to be in their house. <laughs> right. So what, what, what makes us the most valuable and, appear, uh, and appealing to them so even though we're in a buying situation, we're still selling. So, it, yes. I mean, no matter what you do, it, it's so interesting. Um, and I love the fact that you're getting marketing involved with those, those sales conversations. I can't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to Scott Lease actually yesterday. And, mm -hmm. and what he mentioned was he believes that everybody should have a sales job at some point in a company so that you could, they could just understand, number one, how tough the sales perfection actually is and maybe have a, a better um, empathy or sympathy or empathy for these sales professionals of what truly we're in the middle of the trenches, right? Yeah. We're the ones that keep the company running. We're the ones that grow the company without sales. You're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to be able to have the cash flow to do the things that you want. So sales is a fundamental requirement for any company that wants to stay in business for any period of time. I love that. <laughs> and, and too, I heard, I, I want to, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on, on this as well. I hear that. Um, I think it might've been Jeff Bajork that put a, a post up on LinkedIn yesterday about um, people neglecting the discovery process in sales. Is yeah. that something, would you agree with that as well? Yes. It's the most important phase. You know, I'll periodically get asked, oh, what's the most important thing in sales? The reality is every phase is important when you get to it 
in discovery, you're gathering all the information, you're listening, you're understanding why this is so important to a client and what are their hopes and dreams for whatever they're going to do with you. If you haven't gathered that, then when they have concerns later, they have questions later, you don't have an anchor to point back to. And your solutions very well could be completely off. So right. yes, so, I agree. Discovery. So what is, what is your biggest piece of advice? What, what I heard there is I heard active listening and good questioning skills are two mm -hmm. of the most area, the most important areas in just the discovery. This is something that I'm, I'm sure you're not surprised over all the interviews that I've done. These are probably two of the biggest skills that you're going to learn in sales. Yeah, How do you master those two? And, key, and continuing. So when we train the discovery phase of sales, we teach people how to funnel down, keep asking lots and lots of questions. Don't stop with the surface answer, but keep asking the why questions and the tell me more and, and how's that How's that going to impact you? But just lots and lots of questions. So it sounds like I, I hear some more of, of leading with, with some type of curiosity and actually having the business acumen behind it as well, right? Asking yes. really specific questions because even myself, I, I didn't realize the importance of business acumen. Um, I'm, I'm three years into my sales career now um, or professional life, I guess. And I didn't realize, I, I think the business acumen is one of the biggest things for me, realizing like, asking those questions of how is this, I understand that you're in this industry. How does this affect that in your industry? Really understanding those businesses, right? Yes. What's interesting is people can be afraid because they don't have the business acumen. Like you said, your background is exercise science. And unless they had business classes that you took as part of that, thinking you were going to open your own business, you right. said, no, nope. <laughs> you don't have it. And so people can be intimidated thinking, well, I don't, I don't know how to talk to a CEO because I don't understand business. That's the cool thing about discovery. You ask lots of questions. You know, don't ask the stupid one, tell me about your business when you could have gone and actually looked or tell me what you sell. It's like, I'm sorry, everybody has a website today. Go look that up. But right. you can ask the questions below that, you know, depending on what it is that you sell you can ask the deeper questions and you don't have to have the business acumen. You have to have good questions and then listen right. to what they've told you. And you're going to acquire the business acumen over time. Right. Have and you, have you acquired it over time yourself? Oh, a thousand percent. Just thinking, I mean, and I think that that's kind of what helped me excel over the past couple year. I mean, not years, even the past year, really. I, I mean, I, I went through uh, challenger training recently, and that was kind of one of my first sale professional sales trainings. And really it, it, it focusing on who you're actually talking to and what is important to them. Like a lot of the time we think as young sales professionals or, or just my generation or whatever, whatever the case is, yep. we're so focused on us. I, I read back to one of my first scripts that I wrote out my first five years, uh, my first five sales calls that I made. And it's, hi, welcome to Connection. We're a Fortune 1000 company that has been recognized by Forbes twice. Nobody cares about that. Right. So, yeah. so I think just being able to, to focus more on them and then having that understanding of saying, hey, understanding that you guys, that you're a, that you're a sales consultant, how is mm -hmm. that, you know, showing the customer that, that you understand their business, but asking those next level questions seems like it's one of the keys to discovery. Is that, was that what you're saying? Absolutely.
and it's the next level and the next level and the next level. A lot of people give up after going like one deep and you want to keep going deeper to understand the, the impact to the business, to understand really why this is important to a business. I love that. And so how many, is there any kind of golden rule or just kind of, you just continue to, to is there like an average of, you know, you mentioned most people stop after one. How many on average do you think you go down a little further? I know it's tough between every situation, but is there any kind of keys? I'm actually going to turn it around on you. If you think about how, when you've got a scheduled meeting for discovery, it's typically an hour. A scheduled meeting would be about an hour. And we tell people to go in with three to five questions that you know you want to ask. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to delve deeply on all of those based on how the answer happened. Gotcha. So if you think about it, you've got an hour and in discovery, 80% of your time and that hour is going to be on the questioning, all of the conversation. And it's kind of cool. We have outlined, you know, when you look at an average sales call, what percentage of time is spent in your opening, your, your, questioning, recommending, you know, and in discovery, the majority of your time is around your questioning. And so if you've only got three to five questions and we tell people you may not get past three, right. That tells you how deep you're going with your questions. Right. And that, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, if you're spending 80% asking questions, that's, you know, leaving 12 minutes for, uh, for an intro and a conclusion. So, you know, here's what we do. Here's where we can help. Here's what I think our next step should be. Right. Right. (laughs) Yep. I love, I love that. Thank you so much. I know that that was diving a little bit deeper into some of those, but the the curiosity here, I'm, I'm have some discovery questions for you. So, (laughs) so thank you so much for that. So uh, why do you, if somebody were to ask you why you believe that sales skills are the foundation to a successful career, what would you say? Just what we have been talking about that it, it, it teaches you how to relate to other people. You know, what we were just talking about yep. with the questioning, it, it teaches you to be open to different perspectives because when you're listening, you really have to be open right. to what they're saying. And if you're good at it, you are empathetic as part of that. And so those are life skills that are going to going to serve you in any career. And then the closing aspect, not the closing where I'm going to memorize a hundred different ways to close, Yep. but tools like an assumptive close being able to assume that someone is going to move forward and being confident in how do I use that? Or a questioning close that's sort of an assumptive close. Well, shouldn't we do that then? Or why don't we move forward? Those are all skills that you use anywhere in everyday business life. And as you said, in convincing your kid to eat broccoli. Right. (laughs) And those, those are some are of the toughest sales. <laughs> Pardon? Those are some of the toughest sales to make, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, that, that is so incredible. I think I cut you off. Were you saying something else? 
Nope. I was going, I was mentally thinking through what you have to do in sales and sharing and closing was, was the last one that I was going to share. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. Now I want to dive in. I, this is probably one of my favorite questions that I'm asking. And I think this is where it could, could dive into to multiple other books, like you mentioned previously. So thinking back, you know, I feel like, and, and this is just, a, this question came from my personal experience. And I think that a lot of people need to focus on it as well. So thinking back to some of your first jobs, I mean, most kids are making minimum wage, or even if you're a waitress or a whatever, you're making less than that. But the mm -hmm. skills that you learn build a foundation way worth way more than that money that you're making into your career later on. So you have any stories from some of your first jobs, whether it was, you know, as mundane as selling lemonade or, or waitressing or, or whatever that you learned sales skills and it kind of propelled you into maybe what you're leveraging right now. You know, I have one that's, that's fun. I, I started, I'll talk about how I started my sales career in accounting, and I won't share that whole story here, but like you, I started in a whole different profession and then came into sales. Well, one of the jobs I had along the way was working in a landscape floral shop, and the person that I worked for did not like having to call people and tell them that they were overdue on their bills. Yep. So one thing that people don't think about in sales is you don't earn your commission typically if the company's not paid. And if you've been paid and then for whatever reason, the company isn't paid, you as the salesperson are frequently in smaller businesses, the one who has to call and find out where the money went. Right. <laughs> Where's our money? Um, right. In bigger companies, of course, accounting, hey, collections, all that does it. Right. But I was working with a smaller firm and that ended up being my job. One of the things I had to do because the owner did not want to have to call people right. and find out, well, where is the check? It's not been in the mail. Right. <laughs> so I equate that to not having a fear to cold call people. Right. And asking those to tough questions, the uncomfortable <laughs> question, right? It's a very uncomfortable question. It's an uncomfortable conversation. And it prepared me for actually what I consider to be now a simpler conversation where you pick up the phone and you call people and see, gee, should we just set an appointment? I'm not asking them is the check in the mail. Right. <laughs> I love that. So, and do you leverage some of the, I mean, I know accounting is really numbers-based. Do you, do you yeah. see that you're leveraging a lot more numbers or analytics or anything like that into what you're doing? Oh, yes. Yes. And when I started KLA Group, it really was started on the foundation of process that also comes from accounting and the business acumen. You know, we focus on lead generation and, and lead generation is a numbers game. You know, the more you're doing of certain things, the more leads you're going to generate. So yes, I use all those skills still, not wow. in the way that it was intended by the professors. Right, <laughs> of course. But that's cool too, because you're taking that same business acumen. I mean, because the way that you're taking all those numbers, that equates into what you're doing from a marketing perspective as well. So it kind yes. of rolls into all aspects of the business are coming down to the business acumen side of piece, which ultimately results to sales and all of the sales, everybody could benefit from these sales skills. So that's kind of where a lot of my 
my focus is in of like, hey, no matter what you're doing, sales skills are not going to hurt you, but they're going to help you and better your life. And that's really like, no matter what your profession is, what age of your, you know, where you are in your career, doubling down on these skills is something that you need to do. So oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not the, and, and this is not a dirty profession, but it's not the dirty word of being a car salesman. Right. And I feel sorry for car salesmen because they're really not that way. <laughs> right. Right. They just have the negative, they have that such a negative stigma built in. Um, right. But I think that's where, where sales professionals, not just sales reps, need to come in and better the profession. And I'm, I'm trying to do my part with that um, as well. So, Kendra, this has been so great. Where could people learn more about KLA, uh, your books, or anything else you have going on? Well, definitely from our website, klagroup.com. And, of course, LinkedIn, KendraLee.com, or just call me um, at 303 741 6636. And actually that's calling our main number. So right now a man answers. So don't be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> that is not Kendra on the line. <laughs> we, he does get people who are shocked when a man answers and it's not a woman. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's our main number. <laughs> Very good, Kendra. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Tyler. What a great conversation. And I can't wait to read your book. This is going to be great. Thank you so much for listening in to today's episode. I've been really getting some great feedback from listeners, and many have left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as well. If you enjoy the show, I would really appreciate if you could leave a review as well. It truly goes a very long way in spreading the word for our guest and also allows me to continue to bring on more incredible guests and onto the show. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Thank you so much, everyone.